Welcome back to the Overnight Crowd. Bray Loveridge with you on your Wednesday evening going into Thursday morning here on SEN. Keep sending a text through 0433 98 11 16 or even give us a call on 1300 736 736. Just like this man has, friend of SEN track and is also, uh, well, the last time I think he fe- featured on the airways was on the Ladbrokes Lounge just before the end of the new year is Dan Huddy. Good day to you, Dan. Hey, Bray, good to be back, mate. Back, Great to have a chat with you once again. Now, the reason why I've got you on this evening is we've got a big card at the Gold Coast uh, that is following on from the weekend as we had eight races that were unable to get underway due to the weather up there, but eight brilliant races to come your way from on Gold Coast tomorrow. Oh, it certainly is, and Magic Millions Day. I mean, it's bitterly disappointing we didn't get the whole meeting done on Saturday, but the rain that had come which was unexpected as well. No one was foreseeing what type of weather events were going to be occurring on the Gold Coast on Saturday. So unfortunately, it's one of those things in racing that you just cannot control. And But the best part is we're going to be running on, it's about a soft seven at the moment. They've rated the track going into tomorrow. So that's far better than the heavy 10 or heavy 11, as some of the jockeys were calling it on Saturday. So it'll be far better racing conditions for the horses, jockeys and participants. And the beautiful thing is the Gold Coast Turf Club, they've allowed free entry for everyone to get yeah. down to the track tomorrow and of course people still enjoying holidays so it's a really good day to go out i think we've got about nine or ten million dollars up for grabs tomorrow so it's a bumper race day you've got the best jockeys in the country i just cannot wait to see what happens tomorrow it's going to be a jam-packed day that's for sure we'll start off with race one of the day over the 1300 meters the one million racing uh queensland queensland racing magic millions are the favorite alpine edge james mcdonald is aboard currently at two dollars twenty who are your uh, four pick, three or four picks in this first race. Oh, look, it's a tough way to start. I mean, there's definitely quality in the top two in the market. Alpine Edge, we know how good he can be. It's just trying to find that winning form. He, he hasn't been a winner in quite some time. And what concerns me with him is that he hasn't even run a place on a rain-affected track. So this is where it'll get interesting tomorrow. I still don't think that you want to be anywhere near the rail on the inside. I think they'll be coming three or four horses off the inside part of the track. And you still need a horse that's able to handle a wet track. And I don't think Alpine Edge is that horse. And you're shopping around $2.20. I mean, no, spare me. I'm not going anywhere near that sort of price. F Troops drawn look a little bit sticky, but he'll probably be better suited out on that part of the ground. But he too struggles on rain-affected ground. So I've gone away from those two in the market. And I've gone with indiscreetly the six. Now, she's look, she's a consistent mare. She's won four from nine. She's first up tomorrow. Her fresh record reads really good, and she's a two-time winner on the Gold Coast already. What I like even more is that she's proven on rain-affected ground, so she won't mind whatsoever what the track rating is tomorrow. She got up to 1,700 metres last prep and won quite comfortably here at the Gold Coast. I think she'll need those more or less staying legs to kick in, especially if it's a rain-affected ground, as the, a rain-affected track, as they're predicting. So I'm happy to go with indiscreetly here. If you're shopping around 6 or $7 and you want to get a horse that is proven on a rain-affected track, I think she's your go. I think it's a really suitable race for her. The numbers that I've gone with, though, in race one, six, one, three, and 12. So I'm still playing with those favourites in the mix. I just think their class will take them a long way. But I think it might pay to just look a little bit further out than a James McDonald or Craig Williams win in the first. For sure. All right, we'll move over to race number two. Yeah, very open field here with the favourite being at $6, number one, Skylab. Very open race here over the 2,200 metres. Yeah, it certainly is. This is probably the toughest race of the day here for the stayers, 2,200. But there's plenty of question marks around a lot of these horses in this race. And I think that's why the market is so 
diverse, I guess you could call it. Skylab, look, the proven commodity, but he has to lug 60 kilos over 2,200 metres at track, uh, distance rather that he hasn't raced over before. This is a really tough ask. 60 kilos on a real tough testing track, and he's drawn really awkwardly. So there's plenty of question marks next to him. I've, I've gone a little bit out there. I'm going with the 14 deficit, who you're shopping at nearly double-figure odds about this horse. Gets in with 52 kilos. He comes in right at the bottom end of the weights. And look, this is a giant leap from what he has been facing, but he's just been so consistent. He's coming off a very strong win in the Wave, which was a brand-new race um, on the Gold Coast the week before the original Magic Millions last week. He came from right back in the field. He was held up as well coming to the turn, and I really like the way that he found the line. He carried 58.5 kilos on that occasion. He drops to 52 tomorrow with Stephanie Thornton in the saddle. I think from the barrier, there's probably enough speed to his inside where Steph can just put him into a really nice rhythm and, and get him rolling at the right time. Just to see out the 2200, I think that'll be the question. But look, I think he's really been primed for this sort of race. It's worth a million dollars. And Look, the, the form that he's in and coming off that strong win, I think you could easily make a case for him. Steph tends to bob up at these meetings as well and get a winner when you're least expecting her too. So I think Deficit could be the horse in such an open race. He's the progressive one of the field. So I've got him on top to win. I just think with that lightweight, it'll really play into his hands. So my number's in the second. I've gone 14, 12, 5, and 3. I think there's definite value to be played at around horses like Parry Sound and even Warning. We're talking about a Group 1 winner. Keep in mind, he's proven on wet track and he's about a $20 chance. So you just can't leave him out. But I'll stick with deficit on top in a second. Nice little bit of value. Uh, we're speaking to Dan Huddy, friend of SEN Track, having a look at the Magic Millions meeting on the Gold Coast on thir- this coming Thursday, the 19th. Uh, we moved to race three of the meeting and there's a couple of uh, Snowden-trained horses up the top of the markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the favourite is a Snowden horse, with Jay Mack aboard Empire of Japan. Yep, and this is the big race tomorrow, the Magic Millions two-year-old classic. And I think this is probably the more hotly contested edition of this race than we've seen in recent years. Empire of Japan, I can see why people like him. And James McDonald aboard, whoever James is on tomorrow, will be definitely starting shorter than maybe they should. But this horse's win on debut in the Breeders' Plate was fantastic at Ramwick. And that was on a heavy track. So do not have any concerns about him on whatever the surface is tomorrow. I thought his first up run was okay at Ramwick. He was probably just a bit more disappointing than what I was hoping. I was hoping to see more from him, I guess, coming into the race tomorrow. I wanted to see a a real sharp first-up performance, and I just don't think I saw that from him. The horse that beat him on that occasion is going around at $21 or so tomorrow in Fire Lane. So I'm going around them. I think the race will be won by one of these in the first four in betting, and I've gone with the Ruffy of the four, and that's Sovereign Fund. I think Jamie Carr can really switch this horse into gear, and we've seen that. He's two from two. He won on debut at Wyong in the Magic Millions two-year-old in Sydney, and that was, of course, a lead-up to this. James McDonald partnered him on that occasion, and then he made the switch to a horse called Sun Source, who we'll see tomorrow at their most recent outing. Jamie jumped aboard and flew up to Brisbane for the sole purpose of riding this horse, and he could not have been more dominant. He drew the inside game. He was able to dictate that race. It was a small field, but I just love the way that he clicked into another gear when they straightened. I think he's going to be a live chance if he gets any chance, if he gets any luck, rather, from that wide draw. And Jamie, I think she's the right jockey to do it. And like I said before, if they're getting away from the inside, which I predict they will, 
barriers won't be as big a concern. So I think the strong Colt in Sovereign Fund can get the job done. If you're shopping at eight or so dollars, I think jump in because if he had drawn a gate, he'd be starting half that price. So I've gone with Sovereign Fund, the two on top. Skirt the law. You cannot forget about this filly. She's very progressive. She's the local. A lot of the Queenslanders will be getting right in amongst her and an all-female syndicate own her for Tony Gollan. So skirt the law for second. For third, I've gone Empire of Japan. He's definitely a class runner in the race. And for fourth, I've gone Platinum Jubilee. I really think the top four in the betting, that's where it'll play out. But sovereign fun for me in the feature. Number two for Dan Hardy in race three at the Gold Coast Magic Millions meeting. We move over to race four. Yellow Brick, the four, is the favourite at $3.60 with Ben Thompson aboard. Your numbers for race four. It's another one of the features. The three-year-old guineas, again, worth $2 million. I think, look, Yellow Brick is coming into this with a big, big hype, and understandably so. He's won five from six. He won a very nice money race at Toowoomba and very dominantly, too, last time out. The distance won't be a concern. He's a winner over 1,600 metres and quite dominantly. I think he's an exciting horse with bright, bright prospects in the autumn and winter months. But I just think in a race like tomorrow where you've got horses that have been in pretty tough company, I think he can look around him and I certainly have. I've gone with Russian Conquest here. I mean, this is a filly who's been tested in the best three-year-old company in both Sydney and Melbourne going back to last year now and she's been super competitive. She doesn't go a yard on a heavy track. That's what we have found out. That is my only concern with her tomorrow. If the track is very choppy and it gets to the heavy range by race four, which I don't think it will, but if it was, that would be my concern. If you're getting a soft slash close to good track tomorrow. She's the one to beat in my mind. She was fantastic in the Jim Maloney stakes at Sandown in Melbourne going back to the spring. She was right on song for the 1,000 guineas, but then a massive downpour happened. We were on a heavy 10 at Caulfield, and she just didn't handle it. But on her best, and we saw that first up from a spell at Gosford, she rocketed home. James McDonald, he doesn't get down to 54 kilos often. He has done to ride this girl tomorrow. I think she's the one to beat. So Russian Conquest for me on top 14 to beat for Yellow Brick. For third, I've gone with Tijuana, the Victorian visitor. First up, he's got a bit of a class edge, this horse. I think he's in for a very, very good campaign. And for fourth, I've gone the five spiritualized. So 14, four, one, and five in the three-year-old guineas. 14 Russian conquest for Dan in race four. We're over to race five over the 1,300, the one million, one million tab Magic Millions. Uh, the favorite, uh, Kiku, is the favorite, $3.70. Yeah, Kiku is definitely the one to beat in regards to the form and races that she's coming through. I just, I probably have my question marks with her. She's a good fresh horse, and I thought her first up run at Doombin was good in the nudgy. James McDonald rode on that occasion, and this is probably where the concern lies for me. James has chosen to ride Brooksfire, and it could have something to do with the weight. I don't want to completely rule that out, but he's jumped off Kiku. He's on Brooksfire, and the Waller factor certainly dominates the market here in race five for the Phillies and Mares. So I've gone away from those two. A horse that's beaten both of them at her most recent outings is the six Barossa Rosa. I can't believe you're shopping at about seven to eight dollars about this mare. She is super consistent for Tracy Bartley. I think this is another classic case of a smaller stable not being as respected as they probably should be, because she's beaten both Brookspire and Kiku at her last two attempts at her last two runs rather, and I thought she was really strong winning the Nudgy at Doombin. She's going into this race fully fit. She's third up from a spell, whereas the other two are second up. They probably got 
more improvement to come. But Barossa Rosa is hitting this race tomorrow in peak condition. She loves soft tracks. I think she's drawn well. Jim Byrne knows her well, having ridden her at her last start and the win at Doombin in the Nudgy Stakes. I just think that form is superior coming into this, and I can't believe you're getting... $7 about her and three seventy about Kiku. I really just, I can't wrap my head around it. So I'm with the six Barossa Rosa on top to beat Kiku. She's a quality mare. She's won just shy of a million dollars and will probably tick over that mark tomorrow, even if she doesn't win. For third, I've gone with the five in Mimi Lagarde. I think this Queenslander, she's right on song for a bit of a race. I thought she was disappointing in the gateway last time out. I'm expecting back to Gold Coast. She'll be a far better horse come tomorrow. So I've got her in for third. And for fourth, a little bit of value in Bella Rouge. I don't think you can rule out this mare of Chris Wallace and Michael D going up to Queensland to ride her. So my number's in the fifth, six, one, five, and 12. Six, one, five, and 12 for Dan. We move over to race six, a uh, uh, under even money favourite, uh, King of Sparta, currently at $1.95 after opening at $2.25. Uh, who are your uh, four numbers here in the six over the 1,200? Oh, look, I, I know awfully short odds there with King of Sparta, but I can't go around him. There's just some horses that click into another gear when they get to, whether it's a, a particular track or a particular state. And he is one in particular. He's almost unbeaten, if not already unbeaten in Queensland. He's one from one on the Gold Coast. He went up to Doombin first up on Christmas Eve and ran in the Falvalon, carried 58 and a half kilos, and he got the job done superbly. People were a little bit cautious of where they wanted to place him in the market because his runs have been okay prior. He just hadn't put his best foot forward, but he's now a four-year-old. He's getting older, a bit more mature. He gets back to the Gold Coast. James McDonald jumps aboard, which is just a massive plus. And Look, I, I really can't go around him at that sort of price. I'm with the punters. The barrier is slightly awkward. I'll grant you that. But I think with the man like J-Mac in the saddle, he'll get every conceivable opportunity. So King of Sparta on top. I really like the seven acts in for a place. He's just racing superbly since joining the Jack Bruce yard and back to the Gold Coast where he's a two-time winner. And his recent form has been very well, very good, I think. He was a winner of the Wheatwood Handicap at Toowoomba a couple of starts ago, third in the George Moore Stakes last time out. And look, again, despite the wide draw, I think he can be right in the finish. So for second, I've gone with the seven in Axe. For third, the two I've thrown in Hard Empire, who was a stakes winner first up in the Missile Stakes, or second up rather, last preparation in Sydney. That was a far tougher race than what he faces tomorrow. If he brings his A game first up off two really good trials, Rachel King jumps back aboard. I think he could be a big chance at a price. And for fourth, I've gone with the three shooting for gold who will always run you a good race. So my numbers in the snippets are one, seven, two, and three. One, seven, two, and three for Dan in race six. Uh, race seven over the 1,200. Uh, $1 million, one million magic million syndicate. Uh, the favourite is the two, Scalapini, $2.35. Yeah, and look, I can understand why. You go back to last preparation and he was a group one place getter in the Bletchingly behind King of Sparta. And if I'm saying King of Sparta is probably the one to beat tomorrow in race number six, and I've got to be with Scalapini in race seven. I think if he brings his best form, and look, he's a rising nine-year-old this year, and you really wouldn't um, notice it with him because he's racing so well. I thought he had a good spring carnival in Melbourne, and it ended up with a good win in the Tom Tonin on Dart, not back in September, rather, at Flemington. First up, back to Queensland. He's a winner at the Gold Coast. I like the engagement of Mark Zara. I think that's a real strong push from the O'Day and Hoisted Yard. He's a four-time winner first up. His fresh record is superb, and he's so Soft track record is even better. Five wins from seven outings on a soft track. I think they strike a very winnable race at Scolopini tomorrow, and I think he'll be the toughest to beat 
if 11-11 can find his best form, we know how good he is on the Gold Coast. He's a three-time winner from four outings at the track and a winner of just shy of $3 million in prize money. Then he has to be considered. But, look, his form this prep has just been very average. I thought he was good in the Manicato going back to Cox Plate Day, but... Look, the form outside of that's been pretty average. He needs to find his best. James McDonald jumps aboard tomorrow, which is a big plus, but he definitely needs to take another step forward tomorrow. So my number's in the syndicate. I've gone with the two, Scolopini, to beat 11-11. Hidden Wells for third, the 13. He's got a bit of X factor, this three-year-old. I just think stepping up to 1,200 metres in this grade will really test him. And then for fourth, I've gone with a bit of a value runner in Mobstar, the eight. I thought he was very good behind Spiritualized on the Gold Coast last time out, only beaten a length and a half at third. Dollars or so, I think he can run you a bit of a race. So two, one, thirteen, and eight for me in the syndicate. Two, one, thirteen, and eight for Dan. The final race of the card at the Gold Coast uh, over the fourteen hundred and twenty-five meters. Uh, Oscar Zulu is the favourite at three dollars forty once again. Another favourite with James McDonald aboard. And a Chris Waller horse. Surprise, surprise. Yes. So I think the punters are expecting the J-Mac and Chris Waller show to roll on into the last in the Magic Millions Cup, another race worth a million dollars. I couldn't go with Oscar Zulu um, in my mind. I have to go with the proven commodity, and that's Emerald Kingdom. I can't believe people just continue to underestimate this horse. I don't know what more he needs to do. He's a winner of over $1.1 million in prize money. He's won 15 of 41 and placed on six occasions. He's one from one here at the Gold Coast. He won here three starts ago, and I thought did it impressively. He carried the 60 kilos. The winning margin wasn't too big, but I thought he's effort was just sublime under that big weight. He has to take that up to 1,420 metres. I know he's a winner four times over this sort of trip, but he has to carry the weight. I think he's drawn on the right side of the track. Come the final event tomorrow, I dare say they will be getting further and further away from that inside running rail. I think if Jim Burns able to put him on the speed, he's going to prove incredibly hard to run past. He's win at Doombin in the buffering last time out, which is just so, so strong. And I just can't understand why he's at about that 7 or $8 mark in different markets you're getting. I can't see that big of a difference between Oscar Zulu and him. I think Emerald Kingdom brings in far superior form than what Oscar Zulu does. So I'm going with the two on top. Holyfield just keeps running placings behind Emerald Kingdom. They do battle again tomorrow. But look, Annabelle Neesham's got him ticking along beautifully. He's a very well-bred gelding, this guy. And Look, he's really started to put it together since he went up to Queensland. He was a winner first up, and I just think he's been getting better and better. He drops a kilo on his last start placing in the Loch Ney. I don't read into that too much about a distance query. He's a, already a four-time winner at the 1,400, and he's two times placed at the Gold Coast. I think he'll run you a big race for second Holyfield. Then Oscar Zulu. I can't completely leave Jay Mack and Chris Waller out of the last. And then for fourth, throw in Love Tap. I think he might run a bit of a cheeky race for the Freedmans and Tim Clark. I always like him on a runner at double figure odds. He always gives you a good sight. So my number's in the Magic Millions Cup to see us out tomorrow. Two, three, five, and eight. Two, three, five, and eight for Dan Huddy in the last at Gold Coast on Magic Millions, I guess, they, I guess you could say day two. Um, <laughs> before we let you go, just quickly, better bet, the, your better bet of the card. It's, look, it's a very tough one to go with, but I'll join a lot of the punters. And I think probably a fair few may go this way rather than the obvious with King of Sparta. I'm going to make Scolopini my best for tomorrow. I just think for all the reasons I outlined before, his record on soft and rain-affected ground in general is far superior than a lot of these others. His fresh record's good. And I think bringing that Victorian form that we saw from the spring up to the Gold Coast in this sort of race tomorrow, I think 
Uh, if he's shopping at about $2.30 or beyond, I think he's a very, very good bet. So Scolopini, the best bet of the day for me tomorrow. That's in race number seven. So a bit of a wait for you. But look, I think there's plenty of value to be found tomorrow. But yep. yeah, I'll stick with Scolopini as my best. No doubt. All right. Dan, you're a great friend of SEN track and uh, a lot of SEN listeners know your voice very, very well and appreciate your time as always. Enjoy the card at the Gold Coast uh, tomorrow and also the racing during the week ahead. We'll chat again soon. Love your, love your work, Bray. Thanks, mate. Chat soon.